From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Hey, thanks for inviting me into your home. Long-haul truck, RV, camper, taxi, your parents' well-appointed basement with the simulated wood paneling, electric fireplace, and the painting of dogs playing poker. Your loft, that greasy spoon just off the interstate in your cabin in the woods. Canada's Edgar Casey, the man with x-ray eyes. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell is here. A little later this hour, we'll conduct another in a series of remote viewing experiments. So grab a notepad, a pen, or pencil. Uh, Get on up to strangeplanet.ca, my website, strangeplanet.ca. There's T-shirts and mugs. You'll also see in the shop that I've published a couple of children's books. They're uh, illustrated by my artist friend Rick Forgus down in Arizona. Now, these books, I actually wrote them many, many years ago. They're dedicated to my, my two boys. Uh, they're really poems in book form, and they were written 14 years ago in the days after we, we brought our boys home from the hospital. Uh, and I, I finally put them down in book form last year, and uh, Rick did the illustrations. And uh, the ebook is uh, for both of these is now available in the Strange Planet shop. So go to strangeplanet.ca for more information. Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, best known as a trans clairvoyant, spiritual healer, teacher, published author, uh, who demonstrates many abilities studied by noetic sciences or the study of consciousness, including clairvoyance, telepathy, energy healing, remote viewing, prediction and prophecy, and one of a select few able to demonstrate all of these abilities and even fewer who are considered a reliable information source He teaches people the world over about spiritual development through the practice of meditation and the application of spiritual principles in daily life. His long list of uh, published works include Secrets of Life. You could win a copy tonight during our remote viewing uh, experiment. The Complete New Age Health Guide. The New Earth, a prophetic view of our future. Gems of Wisdom and Conversations with the Akashic Field. Do dreams come in part from the Akashic Field, Douglas? When the Akashic field, which is uh, this embodiment of all knowledge, you specifically go there to get information. Have you ever had a dream where you woke up in the morning and you had the answer to a question in life? Have you heard the cliche about, I have to make a decision, but I think I'll sleep on it first? Right, right. Because when you have that interest, your mind, you know, you, you have to have a, a make a decision. You've got to get information. And so what does your mind do? It goes to, let's say you have a problem with to fix your car. So it goes to that place out there in the Akashic where all the mechanics are hanging out, and you kind of have a conversation. I'm making this up, well, making light of it. You have a conversation with expert mechanics who tell you, oh, I've had that problem. It's one of the spark plugs that's not working. The other seven are okay, but the previous mechanic couldn't get that eighth one out, so he left it in, and that's why the the engine's running rough. You wake up in the morning, and how did you know that one of the spark plugs needs to be replaced, and that's why the engine's running rough? You go to a new mechanic, and you say, I have a bum spark plug, and he says, yes, that's amazing. How did you know that? Well, uh, even... If, you want, if you're going to court and you want to know how it's going to turn out, how the judge is going to find for you or against you or something like that, you can go to this place where that information is available. It's free. There's no conditions. 
And whether you accept it or not, that's up to you. If you don't take it, nobody's going to get angry with you. If you do something with it and it benefits you, nobody's going to come knocking and look for some compensation. It's a place of knowledge. And so uh, to go the Akashic field when you have, again, real-life situation to make a decision, you need to find something out. I once uh, wanted to know where my sunglasses were. I was at Ross Fierson's place in Michigan, and, and uh, I didn't know where my sunglasses were. The next day I woke up, and I knew exactly where they were on the road. I had put them on top of the car. We drove away, and they fell on the road. I didn't remember that the day before, but as soon as I woke up in the morning, I knew it. And so that knowledge is available upon waking. And I, I guarantee you've had experiences like that, and everybody else out there has had that experience. And we usually go like, hmm, isn't that interesting? Wow, is that ever strange? But <laughs> the mechanics behind that are that you can go out to these places, this, this, all, this knowledge, this place of knowledge, and you can bring back inventions, solutions to your problems, have with confidence the ability to make a decision it's going to be successful and how do you help that process along do you need to make an intention do you write the question down before you go to sleep how do you prepare for that i'll use this for instance am i going to get a job at let's say um xyz company and when i talk to people about that i say okay it's a complicated situation it's really important you know, you need this employment, so here's what we're going to ask in the dream incubation. This is basic first step. You see yourself in a building somewhere, or you see yourself outside of the building, out on the sidewalk or the road. There is your answer. Yes, you get the job, so you're inside. No, you're not going to get the job, so you're outside. And that's how you don't clutter up the mind and you get a, a specific answer. And one of the answers might be, oh, you see yourself playing in a park. You know, you're, you're on the swing, you're walking along, and you wake up in the morning and go like, well, I'm not in a building, so I guess I'm not going to get the job there. Because you're dealing That's, with your emotions, and your right. emotions can be, I want that job. I've got to have that job. So I'm going to dream that I'm going to be in the place. But if you take that back and you say, okay, it's either or, this is how you learn how to incubate a dream. You can do the same on commodities, asking what the price of gold is going to be, up or down or specifically, and sometimes it will give you a specific increase or decrease in a commodity. It's happened to me. But you have to be interested in those areas or fields. You, know, you have to be interested in commodities or stocks. You can't just all of a sudden, although you can, I mean, never say never. I had a couple come to me and they said, I had a dream about this stock. And it went from two cents to twenty dollars. What should we do about it? I said, "Do you own it?" They said, "Yes." I said, "Well, put the order in to sell it at twenty dollars." They did. The broker laughed his head off. They told me later, but one time when nobody expected it, the stock went right up to twenty dollars and came right back down. Had they not had their order in a long time before, so that it was in the queue, they would have missed the move. Nobody in the world knew that that it was going to go up and down like that, but they had a dream telling them. So that was a random, rare moment, but just pay attention. I know a friend of mine had some dreams about Bitcoin recently and even had a dream where it was telling him to move on Bitcoin, but it was also telling him he was going to miss the move because he was having the dream while he was sleeping and getting the information 
and it was happening while he was sleeping, getting information in his dream. So it happened, but he missed the move because he was sleeping. Right, wow. right. That, that's something. Eh? So I'll say. There's nothing you can do at that point. Can you ask for numbers, lottery numbers from the yep. from the Akashic field? Yep, you can. How does that work? Well, how many lotteries are there out there? This is the problem. Right. And there is like four lotteries every week, and then they have all these other peripheral, you know, cards and things like that. Right. So you right. can ask for numbers. And people have gotten numbers. My family has gotten numbers. I've gotten numbers. I play the same numbers every week because they came to me in a dream. And so you go, okay, timing is everything. So I play all four lotteries, not just one. Okay, because the numbers could be for one or the others. And I've had people do that. They bet the house on the one lottery. They thought it was for sure. And then they didn't win. But the numbers came up on the next lottery. But how do you how do you ask for the numbers to come to you? Just pray. You have to be specific. You say, "I'd like to." I used to do this. Wake up, Douglas. I used to pray to win money in the lottery. Okay, I like to win the lottery. I like to win the lottery, and I wasn't doing much. I, I was getting free tickets. I was getting a couple of dollars, and then after a few months, I realized I was. Winning the lottery every week. I was getting a free ticket or a couple of bucks. So then I changed the prayer to saying, may I please win first prize in the lottery? <laughs> the sooner the better. <laughs> Can you see the humor and, in that? Yeah, yes. Yeah, you need to be specific, in other words. But if you ask to receive the numbers, will they just come to you? And then how do you remember those numbers while you're asleep? You dream four dreams every night, scientifically researched. You record them somehow so you don't, like, uh, get instant amnesia, which happens to most of us. You, know, you wake up in the morning and say, wow, that was a great dream. What the heck was I dreaming about? I remember a buffalo, but that's all I remember. So that takes a little practice. But to pray, play for the numbers is to remember God gives you everything. The lottery is not God. And so you shouldn't depend on a lottery, and you shouldn't have a lottery mentality, meaning that when you get the money, you're going to do things, take the kids to Disneyland and stuff like that. Throw that out of your head. The lottery is like a bonus. You have to be expectant. You should do good works and be a good person, but you should see it as, yeah, it's $70 million. I'll put my $5 down. One line, one ticket. Not multiple, you don't bet against yourself. That's how you do it. There was a man I gave numbers to a long time ago, and I told him to play these numbers, and the pot was going to be $10 million. He did, and on the time the pot came up to $10 million, he decided to play quick pick, and his numbers came up that night. On another occasion, he was a little tardy about going back to town. It was a, it was a long drive back, and he said, oh, I'll, just get, I'll get the tickets next week. That night, his numbers came up. So there's kind of like a cosmic balance, but if you make a commitment, buy the numbers, play the numbers, don't get lazy because you never know when they're going to come up. But your dreams will tell you. I know people that have had dreams saying, you're going to win the lottery, or your wife's going to win the lottery, or your papa's going to win the lottery, something like that. And it happens. Now, 
it's not a guaranteed thing when you start to get out there into the world of lotteries and lines and numbers and it's not just one lottery there's many it's like knowing the the uh, stock price or the future price of something your mind will focus into it but your emotions should be no expectation calm peaceful if you win you win if you lose you lose you don't care there's always next time if you can get to that point of neutrality you have a better chance but again i don't want to sound like i'm contradicting myself the dreams can be specific and they can tell you where to buy the ticket what lottery to buy and how much you're going to win and i know people that that's happened to all right we have time for maybe one uh, vision from you and then I want to start setting up this uh, remote viewing experiment. But let me just ask you, have you had any visions recently regarding outcomes for this pandemic? When will things finally, if ever, get back to normal, let's say in Canada? Well, I'm, I'm sorry to say it's not going to be soon. We have some other things coming up, but we're on the backside of it. Okay, and uh, I know some people don't like me to say this, but I've had my two vaccinations. I'm feeling fantastic. And all my children have as well. So whatever is right for you and what you feel intuitively about it is how I suggest people do that. But uh, there's another wave coming. And I'm not sure if it's just going to be in the south and southwest, meaning Texas and Florida over to, you know, that, that part of Arizona, or if it's going to come up our way as well. But there's another wave coming. It's going to cause problems with food distribution. That's one of my predictions. China is going to hold back. They're going to start not supplying us so much. They're going to be pretty stingy. They're going to try to teach the West a lesson because we're so dependent on China. They're going to use that against us. And also this cyber attacks. I remember, I think it was on your show, I predicted that there was a, a wall of glass with Oriental people on one side and a wall of glass with Americans on the other side and they were typing at computers, and then the other side were typing at computers, and then the other side. I was actually looking at this cyber attack that was happening. And I'm sure I did this on the show two or three years ago. That's going to continue. We're not out of the, out of the hot water yet with that one, and I think that's going to influence the economic situation. And as I've said before many times on your show and my own, you know, stock up, have six or eight months' worth of food supply, and now I'm suggesting you have T-shirts and clothes. I think we're going to be in short supply of T-shirts because of this weather. Interesting. Stock up on T-shirts. Okay. When you say a cyber attack, are we talking about one that happened a couple months ago on that pipeline? Are we talking about cyber attacks on infrastructure, specific targets in the U.S. or Canada? That's going on already. Uh, the U.S. has not fixed the problem, no matter what they say. But we're now coming down a level so that little businesses are being jeopardized. You know, they, they go to order things and their order, their inventory is canceled or there's mischief in there. This is not for compensation. This is for a revenge and just because there are people out there who want to cause mischief. But that's we're going to see a lot of confusion that way. There's going to be short supply of veggies, short supply of getting the veggies to markets, and a short supply of the varieties of veggies. Have anybody noticed out there that everybody's sort of got a garden in their backyard now? Everybody. Yes. Yes. Lots That's of people gardening. We do. We've got our veg garden going, but we do every year. 
Well, now it's kind of like everybody's getting into the act. Why? Well, on the race mine or the psychic mine, we're all tuning in that there's going to be shortages. That's why we're going into these, you know, growing potatoes in bags or buckets and getting back into things. I got the, I got about 12 tomato plants out there and some potatoes in the ground is an experiment because I feel the urge to do so. I'm going to buy some canned goods as well. But everybody, if you just look around, everybody's doing the same thing. When you see people in different locations that are strange to one another, I mean, they're not friends or know each other, and they're doing the same thing, that means that intuitively or in the subconscious mind or the race mind, we know something, and we're intuitively just reacting to it, like stocking up and growing things. But we're going to have trouble, and uh, the heat wave, which you know we've talked about in your show about the oceans were heating up. I think I was one of the first ones. That might have been back in Toronto at, at uh, CFRB where we were talking, and I challenged uh, Dr. Suzuki to have a look at the inside of the planet. Earth's core was turning at a different rate than the crust, and that the oceans were going to go up not one, not two, not three, but four degrees Celsius, which is happening. But, of course, when I was saying those things, uh, there weren't a lot of people coming and banging on my door and saying, you know, oh, my God, how, you know, what else did you see? You say things, you see things, and basically, you know, that's all I do is I see things. I have a tendency to be pretty accurate. Not everything happens. Sometimes they don't happen. Sometimes they happen years later. But the idea is you can see these things. This is what's going to happen now. We're going to look for Vesuvius and uh, Etna. When you see those two places in Italy, those volcanoes going off at the same time, for the next four years, we're going to be in great difficulty. All right, Douglas, we are uh, approaching a break here. So when we come back, we're going to head on into our remote viewing experiment. You have an object that will be um, hidden from view from your webcam, obviously. We don't want to see it on the webcam either. Then you'll walk us through sort of the protocols. People, get your notepads ready, your pens and pencils. Get to a quiet place. Douglas will walk us through the best way to, uh, you know, focus our intention on this object. And uh, we'll do the reveal, obviously, before the end of the show. We'll post a, uh, a picture on my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show and our remote viewing experiments. Stay with us. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. All right, back with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, douglasjamescottrell.com. All right, our remote viewing experiment. So, Douglas, you have an object. It's on your desk somewhere, I guess, where you're sitting. I do. Let's uh, just walk us through. Off camera. Yes, off camera. Okay, so just walk us through sort of the protocols here. Okay, not to try too hard. Whatever comes to your mind, you go with that. When you're atten- you're, you follow your attention, your attention knows. And, and it's like maybe looking at something like a developing picture. It's a little foggy and it becomes clear. Now, this is really difficult to do. We've done this many times, and Richard has had some astounding uh, views of the object. And the last time we did this on, did this on Coast to Coast, Richard was looking at my lamp, uh, the one I have here actually, but it's out of the way now. And it was a dome shape with lights on it, and he could he saw it as a a specific shape. And I was looking at the item underneath it. 
that I wanted him to see. And he saw what he saw, and he was adamant. He kept going back to the same shape. So you you go with what you see no matter what, even if you've got a fellow like me saying, no, no, <laughs> that's not it. And then when I sit up and I realize there is exactly what you were looking from an overview, and you may see that, my friends, from an overview, you may be right up close and personal, and so you're seeing it, but you can't make it out because it's too close. That's fantastic that you're seeing it. Never mind. Learning how to, to pull yourself back to have a greater view of it is something that you do at practice. So I have an object here. Uh, it's bigger than my hands. I, I, I try to give you some hints without telling you what it is because your conscious mind is going like this, trying to figure it out. It is not something that's normally on my desk. It's not like uh, my mouth, whoops, my mouse or my pen or anything like that. Okay, so this is an object. It's a common object. It has a couple of colors and it has a distinctive shape. If you can see the colors or if you can see the shape and you can see it up close and you can make it out, that's fantastic. If you see only one of those things, that's a hit. And Richard, yeah, on that Coast to Coast show, he was describing this object which turned out to be an airplane with propellers a model one on a stand and if you ever listen to that show you can hear Richard going over the object picking up little pieces of, of shapes or colors and then eventually ta-da he says it's an airplane but he didn't see it all at once so don't be um, don't be too concerned don't be too frustrated the idea is to see a little bit, allow the image to come into focus, okay? So I'm going to look at it, and I'm just going to turn it a bit so that it's just a distinctive shape. It's bigger than my two hands. but it's Bigger not, than your two hands, okay. Yeah, I put two hands together like this, okay, like my cupped hands. So now you have an idea. It's not a paper clip. <laughs> it's, not, it, it's nothing like that. Okay, it's distinctive, and it's got one or two colors. Okay, so I want you to close your mind, uh, close your eyes, rather. I want you to come here to my house on my desk, and I want you to look at this item. I've got the lights on, so it's easy to see. It's right on the corner of my desk. My desk has a white bottom of it. I'm going to tell you that. I never told people that before, and they could actually see the color of the desk. When I'm using it, I'm going to move my keypad out of the way here. So we now have just a plain bottom here. Okay. All right. What well, I'm just going to start giving you some impressions. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing something cylindrical taller than it is wide. Very good. I'm also, I'm seeing kind of a blue and white. Blue and white are the colors that I'm seeing. The blue and the white kind of gradually kind of come together, almost as if it's, the colors are dissolving into one another or fading into, I'm, I'm not sure. 
Okay. Uh, you, you might be looking at my computer screen. I do that a lot. I'm always seeing something on your computer. Okay, so I'm off the mark there with the color. So no, no, no. You're you're you've got the, you've got a image that is pretty close. You're looking behind it, and you're seeing the blue and the white of my Mac. I think. Okay, so. so um, but I, yeah, I'm still seeing the. Go with the shape and and what to keep going because you're close. All right. Yeah, it's. It's kind of organic looking. It's kind of organic. It's in other words, I don't know, rounded edges. It's not. It's not like square, or or right angles. Almost like. They're close. I don't know, like a carving. Maybe not so cylindrical. Maybe a little more round. Maybe. Yeah. Allow it to develop. Talk it through. Yeah. Um, now I'm now I'm seeing kind of a, a beige or uh, not beige, uh, light brown. It could be wooden. Could be made out of wood. Uh, for some reason, I'm almost seeing like a something that looks like it's representing a piece of fruit. Like an apple or a pear? Uh, no, but uh, you got the shape. The shape's there, but uh, okay. When you go back, you said it was cylindrical. It was taller than it was wide. Right. Okay. Yeah. Go back to that point. All right. So it's cylindrical, taller than it is wide. Um. Yeah. I'm not. What happens if, when you? Uh, You're doing well. Yeah. That's part yeah. of the process is to be encouraging, because you you, you need the, the subconscious wants to satisfy. It wants to be the ego wants to be right, and so that's why I'm encouraging you and also the listeners out there if they're looking at it, without giving it away. I mean, where this isn't like have a little box where there's something inside and it's all black and you can't see. This is in plain sight, and you are immediately picking up on some important details of it. And I'm sure there's other people out there that are going like, I know what it is. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I keep saying right I keep saying it, it is. It's, it's taller. It's cylindrical. What other details do you see? I see. Now I see uh, some grooves or l- lines the I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Seeing some lines, um, they I think they're going up and down. I, I said the word "think." I should never do that. <laughs> that much I know. Don't think, Richard. Yeah. Don't think. That's right. Because now you're into into uh, deductive thinking and conclusions. No, you just want to go like, I see some lines. Okay, and then you get closer. Hey. Okay, because remember, your mind is looking. Remember last time when you looked at, from above, you looked at this uh, lamp, you were above. You didn't know that. You were just looking. And so you don't worry right. too much about directions. Right, because you can get distracted by other objects on the desk, and you're not looking at the right thing. Uh, yeah, you're doing it's, really well. 
I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sh- so people can see if they're interested. This is kind of my process here. I'm just kind of I'm gonna hold this up to the webcam. My doodles here, and uh, I, uh, that's I what mine look like. Well, you won't be able to see it right yet, but um, anyway, listeners can uh, or, or viewers on the YouTube live stream. Yeah, I just keep I keep drawing the same kind of tall cylindrical. Uh, object again and again and again all right we'll uh, w- what we're going to do here we'll take a time out and when we come back maybe i'll go through the youtube live chat and uh, read some of what uh, people are seeing through this remote viewing viewing process and uh, then we'll do a uh, a reveal and i'll post the uh, the picture to my uh, twitter feed at richard serrett at richard serrett s y because i love you r e double t dr douglas james cottrell stays with us as we continue in our remote viewing experiment and again his website douglasjamescottrell.com don't forget register for his dream interpretation workshop happening on July the 10th and also you can subscribe I believe to his podcast uh, while you're there as well douglasjamescottrell.com my name is Richard Serrett this is The Conspiracy Show please come back Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome back to our remote viewing experiment with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. And uh, he's sitting in his office in London, Ontario. I'm in my studio here in Thornhill Village. And uh, we are trying to transcend time and space and remote view this object hidden from view. Uh, on his desk, and uh, I just find it very handy to, uh, with a with a pen and a notepad, just to doodle. And uh, whenever any sort of impression comes to me, I just kind of start sketching it, and I find that I just do it over and over and over again, and that's what helps me. Uh, so again, I'm seeing something cylindrical, uh, feels somewhat organic. Uh, you've given us some clues. You say it's larger than your two hands sort of cupped together. It's an everyday object. It's a distinct shape. And uh, I think you said two two distinct colors. Is that right, Douglas? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you've okay. Several, several other points. I want to uh, – this is the lamp that we were in the last experiment. Yes. This is what you saw from above. I hold that up to the camera. It was a round donut shape with holes in the middle you saw. Oh, yes, I remember that. Yes, I did mention that on Coast to Coast. Yes, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, and and I was looking looking underneath it, and I didn't realize your perspective. Just to, to, because that that was amazing, okay? I mean, it was amazing, and I I was kind of throwing you a, a bit of a loop saying, well, no, it's not a donut shape because it was, it was an American flag that was underneath. But you were persistent and you stuck to your guns, which is part of the, of the lesson here. So same as this item over here, it's much different. You've been getting several of the shapes. And, um, well, well, we'll see what happens uh, with some of the details you said. Is there anybody? Are we going to take any callers, or are you just going? To- well, I'm just going to go. Uh, people like to. They seem to like to communicate with the YouTube live chat. So someone says, um, "Yellow and white, round, with triangular shape, um, artistic, 
open top, decorative, round, open top, yellow and white. Um, and then someone else, uh, Paulina, is saying a thermos. And YY, Anella, uh, is seeing something tan and black. Uh, now, I'm having some difficulty with the colors. I'm not seeing colors, but I'm, I'm just – I continue to see this shape, uh, cylindrical, somewhat taller than it is wide. Um, in terms of texture, it feels – it's very smooth, very smooth. Uh, it could be porcelain or glass. Uh, but again, not seeing uh, – wait a minute. Now I'm seeing white and red. White and red. The red's my mouse pad. Okay. The I'm red is your mouse pad? Okay. <laughs> I'm seeing the mouse pad. Moving it out of the way. <laughs> At least I'm on your desk. I've, I've, I've transcended time and space. I'm, I'm hovering over your desk, and so far I've seen the uh, – I'm seeing the mouse pad. Okay, so it's not – all right. You, you um, the blue and, the, and the Mac, you've seen the blue background when the white frame around the Mac, you saw that, which this thing is up close to. But several of the things you've said and some of the callers have said are pretty darn close. Uh, someone is, uh, let's see, who is this? Uh, Icaros Alpha. Icaros Alpha says it's an insulator from a hydro pole. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, wow. I can I can see that. Um, in my head um, That's someone cool. else's yeah I don't know if people remember or know what, what an insulator on a hydro pole looks like remember he's giving me what his mind jumps to when you see a shape or an image then your mind comes up with a name or a number or tries to define it so that's what he's doing he's right in other words he's he's trying to put away, it together too quickly insulator. here <laughs> But that's, that's where you try not to deduct, conclude. Uh, it's where the combination, you know, where doubt starts, you know, like you, you, it's like just throw it out and tell me what you see. You might see it right up close like this. That's great. Then you have to you learn how to push it back further so you can see it clearly. For instance, this little yellow thing, if I see it up close, it looks like all kinds of strange things. And then when I take it away, I can say, oh, that's a little lozenge thing. And again, teaching the audience here. Right. And yourself, too. You're doing really well. So is the audience. Are we? Okay. All right. Wow. Well, we're going to take one final time out. This was a short segment. We'll come back, and I guess we'll... Um... I'll hold it up. Yeah, you'll hold it up, and we'll also I'll post the image if you can, Douglas. Take a, a picture of it and send it to me, and I'll post it on my Twitter feed. So we'll do the big reveal on the other side. Back with more of the Conspiracy Show and the results of our remote viewing experiments. Stay with us. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is the Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. All right, we are about to conclude our uh, remote viewing experience, and I—I uh, I have to be honest, I've kind of struggled with this one. I'm not getting a clear color, 
I just keep focusing on this shape. That's and I can't seem to get past that. And the texture again is smooth. So it's cylindrical, taller than it is wide, and could be glass, porcelain, or even wax. Very good. I sent you pictures on your email. Will your uh, producer see that, or is there some other place I should send them? Uh, you sent it to me now? Oh, already? Okay. Yeah, I did. So it's there. Don't, don't open them up if you, you know. Okay, I won't, I'm not going to open it then. All right. But I'm, I was going to say, I'm going to stick with the wax. Um, because this, this was early on in the back of my head, but I thought, no, I'm rushing it because, you know, I, um, I was seeing kind of a, uh, when I was seeing the cylindrical object, I was thinking, is it a can, uh, or is it a candle? Uh, because I was focusing on the smooth surface, glass, porcelain, and then just a minute ago, I mentioned wax again. I thought, oh yeah, I thought of a candle earlier. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, We're looking at a candle, uh, but I don't, I don't have a color. I can't see a color. A color. Um, let me see what else do we have here. Uh, any other guesses or not guesses? Uh, file folder behind it, so you might be looking at it through the computer, and that might be causing problems. So I got the, the file file folder between the item and the computer. Okay. I see someone else sees uh, a candle as well. Someone sees a cow figurine. Someone Paula sees a mug. Um, someone says, I see something that is weighty. In, in other words, it has weight to it. Someone sees a horse sculpture. That's interesting. We've had a cow and a horse. <laughs> no, uh, that, that one's a mess. I, don't, I was looking around. Do I have any sculptures here? No. <laughs> okay. And uh, so there's a couple other can- candles. Someone is seeing something green. Uh, so I'm not the only one seeing a candle. There's at least three candles here. Yeah, the, those shapes are the are the right shape. All right. Really, everybody except the guy with the sculpture on the horse or the cow, they picked up something about this item. Hmm. Everyone. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do the reveal, Douglas. Okay. You want to hold it up to the uh, the screen, and you've also sent me images on my email, which I'll open now. Uh, let's see. Cylindrical, was taller than wide, two colors. Somebody saw the top. This is uh, it's. Oh, there it is. It's a it's a water bottle. It's a water bottle, a thermos. Somebody said it's plastic. Someone said a thermos. Who was that? And yes, and. It has what could be considered lines on the side. I saw grooves, yes. That stylized writing that says, Papa, this is a gift from my granddaughter, and it's half full of water. That was the curb. I threw you guys a curb by filling it up half full. Ah, now who was it that said thermos? Because You did see that? Everybody, even the fellow that said it was a uh, um, hydro insulator was close. The shape. Yes, yes. All right, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely... Like it does look like a candle. Look at that. It goes up like a candle, and that could be the wick. There it is. Okay. Uh, if, if Let me see now. Uh, Ryan, if you could, if you wouldn't mind going through the YouTube chat, because someone mentioned a thermos early on. They did. And then get their particulars. Um because we're going to award them a copy of Secrets of Life. Let me see. Maybe it's in uh, 
No, I don't see it on my Skype uh, chat. All right. Oh, yes. Uh, Paulina. Paulina Tomzak was the one that guessed Thermos. So congratulations, Paulina. We're going to send you a copy of Douglas's Secrets of Life. All right. Okay. So I, I, I don't know why I was blocking on the color. Is it because it's... it's, uh, you, you, it's uh, Richard, you did say green at one time. Did I? You did. You said green. And okay. You said, you said glass or plastic. You said it was smooth. You said you saw the lines on the side, which could also right. be the watermark as well. And uh, when you, if you listen, uh, if you go over it, you, you, you hit a lot of these points. Right. Now, what happens if people are just blank? Some people were saying they were they're on the YouTube chat. They're saying, I don't, I'm not seeing anything. It's blank. How do you get past that? Uh, they're trying too hard. They don't believe they can see it. Uh, they're distracted somehow. Um, remember, you've done this. I don't know, eight, ten times. Right. And you immediately picked up on the shape, the color, the texture, the smoothness of the side. You started to home in on it, but um, it was close to my computer, which has my Mac has that white strip across the bottom and the blue screen behind. And this was right, right up, right up close, like that, to the computer. So you were actually looking at the computer, and then you ultimately saw my red. Uh, my red mouse pad. Most people don't have a red mouse pad. They have blue or black. So your mind was searching all over, and the next time would be to you concentrate down and down and down and down. Your attention starts here, and it kind of focuses. Or you pick up really small, and you come back and open up. Those people that aren't seeing anything have to allow whatever it is to merge. It might be a little, a little teeny dot just like the end of my fingertip and then you allow that to develop and your mind your your intellectual mind is, is impatient and, and you're trying to see as if you're seeing with your eyes you can't you're seeing with the top of your head which I've, I've taught on on your show before you're seeing with the top of your head you're looking into the realm of thought and that's why this is extremely difficult for Richard who's hosting this show He's watching the chat line. He's, he's talking to me. We're talking back and forth. And he's able to set his mind aside. And the intuitive mind is looking at this while the intellectual mind is talking about the show. That separation of minds is what you're looking for. You're looking for the middle mind. That mind that's in between the conscious mind and the super subconscious mind. That mind is the intuition. Now, people right. who are seeing nothing, if I said to them, buffalo, buffalo, the animal buffalo, they'll see a buffalo in their mind's eye, even though they're looking at the screen like I am. But inside, in your mind's eye, you can see the shape of a buffalo. Maybe it's focusing left. Maybe it's focusing right. Maybe it's on a field. Maybe it's floating in the air. But... Usually there's other details around, like they, they see the surrounding as well. That is not made up. Your mind is actually producing and projecting that image. That's what you're looking for, my friends. The same as Richard started off with the smooth shape. Then he talked it through. Then he got the color. Then he saw the lines on the side. Notches, I think you call them. And they do look like notches. 
Okay. Right. Grooves, I think uh, was the word I used. Grooves. Yeah. yeah. Um, all uh, right. Well, so- I'm not trying to make it fit what you said. I'm trying to explain what you saw and then the words you used to describe it. That's different than what you saw. But that's how we communicate, right? We, we sort of we say, I saw grooves or I saw lines or whatever. But what you saw was this something missing between the numbers. So you did very well. That's a, well, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with my performance and people uh, who who participated at home. I hope you enjoyed that uh, process. And and uh, again, Paulina, Tom Zach, Thermos, excellent, excellent job. So, uh, Ryan, if you could get Paulina's uh, contact information, and I'll send that to you, Douglas. And and would you mind uh, sending her a copy of the book? We'll send a copy out. Listen, everybody, you did fantastic. The same imagery you learn, you learn how to remote view or meditate is the same language you learn in dreams. And, you know, if you're really interested and you're sincere and you want to take my uh, my dream course, might never do it again. Uh, it's this Saturday, uh, July the 10th. It's from noon till 4. So not too long to sit in the computer, but you'll get a, a jam-packed session, I guarantee you, and you'll learn how to interpret your dreams. Just like Richard has learned how to remote view. I don't know how many times you've done it. This is the best. All right. Douglas, again, douglasjamescottrell.com, Douglas James Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. And, uh, of course, there's also the podcast. They can uh, they can listen there. And uh, always a pleasure, Douglas. It's been uh, great seeing you again, my friend. My pleasure. I have a new podcast out. It's called The Wake Up. I'm following your example. <laughs> Fantastic. The wake up. All right. Good wake luck, up. Douglas. All the best, my friend. God bless. God bless you. My thanks to uh, Ryan and Carlos. Back next week with a brand new show. Hope you'll be along for that. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you hear in the dark, speak in the light, and what I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. <laughs>